0: Good morning. Sorry, I'm talking. Didn't have the mic turned up. Good morning. Good afternoon. Time-appropriate greetings, depending on where you're listening from this morning. Thanks for joining me this morning. This is, in fact, the Schmidt Show Podcast. I am, in fact, your host, Brad Schmidt. Thanks for joining me. Um, We're going to talk about some mass shooting myths today. Over the weekend, of course, or whatever it was, Friday, Thursday, Friday, whenever it was, um, the tragedy that unfolded in... New Zealand. Sadly, this is not the first time New Zealand has seen a mass shooting. There were, uh, I believe, 14 people killed back in 1990 in New Zealand. Um, There was a mass shooting, um, I believe it was at a school. Um, No, let's see. It was 11 dead. Uh, No, here it is. Um, At the time, 1990, deadliest mass shooting in New Zealand's history, Um, an unemployed resident of the small seaside town of Aramona began shooting indiscriminately at the residents of the town after an argument with a neighbor of his. David Gray took a semi-automatic rifle, proceeded next door where he shot his neighbor dead. He then began shooting at his, at the neighbor's daughters. And after they fled, set the house on fire after as passerbys stopped to see if they could be assistance to the owner of the burning house. Gray began firing at passing onlookers and potential rescue workers as well. All told, uh, all told, Gray murdered 13 people, including numerous children and a police officer. After a day-long manhunt throughout the neighborhood, Gray eventually emerged from a home shouting, kill me, effing kill me, you bastards, where he was shot five times by anti-terrorism squad gunfire. Um, even still, he did not die until nearly a half an hour later. So um, that happened in 1990. Um, so sadly, this is not the the first... Uh, time there was a mass shooting in New Zealand. And I want to talk a little bit today about some of the mass shooting myths. We are told regularly that these things only happen in the United States. These things are only a problem in the United States. And if the United States would simply enact stricter gun control laws, these shootings and things would go away. They would end. We wouldn't see this kind of thing anymore. Um, and in reality, what we are finding and what the reports are telling us and explaining to us and, and uh, revealing to us is that these things don't happen only in the United States. In fact, these things happen all over the world. And in fact, the United States isn't even the worst as it relates to mass shootings. In fact, um, there are many, many other countries where mass shootings are are worse, and around the world, mass shootings are actually more prevalent. In fact, a study um, by an organization called the Crime Prevention—let me get it up here—Crime Prevention Research Center. This study essentially shows that um, you are actually twenty-five percent more likely to be killed in a mass shooting. Outside of the United States than you are inside the United States. Now that uh, I want to be careful because that can also be somewhat of a misleading statistic, right? We often use these statistics to to make a point in our direction in in the way we want the point to be made, and so we say things like, "Well, you're this, that, the other more likely for this, that it's less likely to happen here than there, and all of that, right?" and and that number sounds dramatic, right? When you say you're 25% more likely to be shot in a mass shooting outside of the United States than you are in the United States, that sounds like a dramatic number. It's scary. Holy cow. I'm, I'm 25% more likely to get shot in a mass shooting outside of the United States Well, while that's technically true and while that statistic is technically accurate, the other thing you got to keep in mind is what are your chances of being shot in a mass shooting? So from 1970 to February 14th in 2018, the number of deaths due to a mass shooting in Africa was 2169 that's a lot the the number of deaths due to a mass shooting in the United States from 1970 to February 2018 was 226 almost 10 times fewer almost 10 times fewer people shot by mass, in, in mass shootings in the United States. Now, keep that in mind, 20, 1970 to 2018, that's 48 years, almost 50 years, 226 people killed in mass shootings. There are 330 million people plus in the United States depending on the census and population estimates, somewhere between 330 million to 350 million people in the United States. So if 226 of those people are killed in mass shootings over the course of nearly 50 years, what's your odds? What's the percentage of possibility of you being shot in a mass shooting? it's pretty low. It's very, very, very low. Like astronomically low. And that being said, the fact then that you are 25% more likely to be shot in a mass shooting outside of the U.S. than you are inside the U.S., um, when your odds are less than one in a million... that number goes down even more dramatically. So it's really not that big of a concern. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be aware of and we shouldn't be concerned with mass shootings. Um, But the real reality is you're more likely to be killed by your doctor in an episode of malpractice than you are to be shot in a mass shooting. You're about a gazillion times more likely to be killed by your doctor in, in, an, in an episode of malpractice. The numbers, um, if you look up, if you just do a quick Google search of malpractice deaths in the US, what you find is that there's somewhere around a quarter million people that die every year. Not, not in 50 years, in every year. So you're about 100,000 times more likely to die of medical malpractice than you are in a mass shooting. So the, the question, I guess, that, that I would then raise is, if we are 100,000 times more likely to die from medical malpractice than we are from the issues of mass shooting and the the mass shooting-related deaths over the course of 50 years. I, I think the bigger issue is the more important issue to be dealing with, the more important issue to be working on, would be medical malpractice, would it not? Like, that, to me, seems to be the bigger issue. In fact, a study out of Johns Hopkins University, I believe, yeah, it was a study out of Johns Hopkins University, says that medical errors... Essentially medical malpractice by doctors. And not even necessarily medical malpractice. Not like it's the doctor was incompetent, but just an a, an, an error in a routine medical procedure by an otherwise perfectly competent and capable doctor. You are it's the third leading cause of death in the United States. The third leading cause of death, medical malpractice and medical error. 250,000 people a year. And our, our politicians and our senators and our congressmen and all of these people the uh, on the mainstream media and Rachel Maddow and and Wolf Blitzer and and Chris Matthews and Tucker Carlson and whoever else it doesn't matter right left center they they can't seem to fall all over themselves enough to warn of the dangers of mass shootings in schools so much so in fact that they actually, there are companies out there that have begun to try to capitalize on this particular issue by creating backpacks with bulletproof plates in them so that your kids will be protected in the event there's a mass shooting. That, that seems to me on a level of, of, being asinine that seems to me that sending your kids to school even in a community where gun violence like Chicago or Baltimore where gun violence Washington DC where gun violence is is common and and borderline out of control you're still safer sending your kids to school than you are sending them to a doctor. I mean, think about that. Put that in a little bit of perspective. 226 deaths, according to the Crime, Pre- Crime Prevention Research Center. 226 deaths from 1970 to 2018, February 2018. 226 deaths from mass shootings. In a course of 48 years, we saw 226 deaths from mass shootings. Now, I'm not going to deny that that's 226 too many. That number should be zero. And I think we all agree that that number should be zero, and that number should be dealt with and and addressed, right? I don't think anybody I know says, ah, you just got to put up with an acceptable amount of of mass shooting deaths there's 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 like a there's a threshold that there's enough that's eh, we haven't reached the threshold yet. it's no big deal. nobody's saying that. I'm certainly not saying that, but when you kind of put it in perspective and you begin to realize that the the issue of safety for our kids in school, even as wide open as our school campuses are. Our kids are pretty safe. Even when the the shooting in um, in Florida happened, what, a year ago? Whenever that happened last year? Yeah, it was February. Yeah, it was February. It was Valentine's Day last year. At Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. All those kids killed. Tragic. Horrifyingly bad. Nobody's denying that. But on that day, on that one day alone, when 14, 15 kids or whatever it was that was killed, there were 56 million other high school students that went to school that day. And they went to their classes and they came home and they were safe. And they didn't get killed. And there was an, an additional, whatever, several hundred thousand teachers and staff members and principals and school janitors and Coaches and and all of that that went to school that day and came home without incident. And that number, sad and as tragic as it is, and as I said, that number should be zero. It is not some epidemic that that is... Raging across the nation or across the world. And like I said, when you begin to look at the numbers, malpractice deaths alone. According to Johns Hopkins University, one of the most respected universities in the country, especially as it relates to medical stuff, the Johns Hopkins Medical um, School is one of the most respected medical schools in the world. second only to Mayo Clinic in in its its prestige as a hospital. They're essentially calculated that there are approximately 250,000 deaths every year due to medical error in the United States. So there are more people in the United States killed by doctors every year than every, in, every single mass shooting in the entire world since 1970 until 2018. And that includes Anders Breivik in Norway who killed 77 people. That includes the Bataclan killings in France where 130-some people were killed. That includes the Pulse nightclub shooting where 50-some people were killed. That includes the Las Vegas shooting where 50-some people were killed. That includes the 300 people in Borno State, Nigeria who were killed by Boko Haram, it kills the 200 Christian villagers that were killed once again in Kandungo or Kandunga in Borno State in Africa it includes the 148 people in Pakistan in Peshawar in December 2014 It includes 147 people that were killed at the University College campus of Garissa in northeast Kenya in April 2015. It includes the Virginia Tech shooting. It includes the Sandy Hook shooting. It includes the Luby's shooting. The San Ysidro McDonald's shooting. There are more people killed every year in medical malpractice in the United States in one year than have been killed in mass shootings in the entire world since 1970. So the, the question that I would pose to the mainstream media is why are we not reporting on the nearly 1000 people a day that are killed in medical malpractice situations and medical error in the United States United States every single day and and I'm not I'm not banging on doctors my good friend's dad is a doctor I've got friends who are are medical professionals my mother-in-law's a nurse I have friends that are nurses and and all of that so i'm not i'm not bashing on medical professionals and 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 suggesting that they're a danger to all of humanity what i'm trying to do is give a little bit of perspective what happened in new zealand is absolutely without question tragic what happened what happened in brazil last week where two men went into a school and killed seven students was, was tragic. What happened in Orlando at the nightclub was was horrifying. What happened at Virginia Tech and Sandy Hook and, and the Aurora Theater and Columbine. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Like all of those are, are horrible, horrible and terrifying and tragic, and, and it makes us sad, and, and it should, but I cannot stress enough the, the very simple reality that this is not nearly as big of an issue as... the media would make it out to be. This is not nearly a, a, as big of a problem as, as Rachel Maddow and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and, and Chris Matthews and, and Anderson Cooper and, and all of the other radical lefties would have you believe. Facebook comment says, please do me a favor and you may have already, but expose these vile POS people who are accusing our president of having something to do with spurring on the shooter instead of calling it as it is and blaming the evil pile of crap who committed the act. When did we as a society get to a point where we are blaming everyone except who the who actually did the terroristic act? That's a good point. And and here's here's the other here's the other side of this. So so first of all and this is actually a quote from Ronald Reagan. I don't remember the exact quote. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the quote, but essentially what Ronald Reagan said is that that we've got to get away from this place in society. Where we blame society for the crime as opposed to blaming the criminal for the crime, and like I said, I don't remember the exact quote, but that was the the basic thought process on it is we have gotten to where the reason people like this do this sort of thing is because they live in poverty. Poverty. The reason they do this sort of thing is because of. I've actually heard these idiots on on the various um, on the various shows the news shows and whatnot. Oh, it's it's climate change. These people are are being forced from their homes and 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 struggling economically because of climate change and so therefore they lash out and turn to crime and and that's why they commit these acts. It's that's all a bunch of garbage. The 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 honest to God truth is human beings at our core are evil. And without the restraint of morals and ethics. And it doesn't matter what you believe about religion. It doesn't matter what you believe about faith or Christianity or, or any of the others. The The bottom line is human beings are evil and do evil things. And without the restraint of morals or ethics or, or, or whatever psychological thing that goes on in the human mind that prevents them from doing the evil things that they, they, that they, um, Devise in their hearts human beings will continue to do and act out in evil ways this is this is actually my biggest frustration with and I'll get to the whole thing with donald trump here in a minute and 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 the 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 uh the idea of blaming trump for this uh this wacko in new zealand um the 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 this is the problem that I have with a libertarian mindset. And I'm 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 I lean a little bit libertarian on some things and, and lean towards freedom and, and free markets and things like that as as much as I can. So I, I'm not anti libertarian, but here's here's my problem with the with the concept of libertarianism as it is currently understood by most in the Libertarian Party. Libertarianism, when left to its own devices, when when allowed to run rampant without effective um I don't know if regulation is the right word or controls on it, whatever. Libertarianism leads to anarchy. And 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 I've heard the libertarian make the argument about open borders, right? We shouldn't need any any borders. If if you just leave people alone and let them live their lives, we'll behave. We'll do the right thing. We'll, you know, just leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. Well, I, I like that idea. I like that concept, but the reality is what in human history has ever suggested to any of us that if human beings are left alone and left to their own devices, that they'll behave like the very first thing we hear about in human history? If you if you believe the Bible, even if you don't believe in the in the veracity of the Bible, but just from the historical perspective or the 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 uh, the human perspective, the very first thing we see is Adam and Eve are are created and left alone for a couple of minutes, and they do exactly the thing that God tells them not to do. Then they have their sons, Cain and Abel, and Cain and Abel are left alone for just a few minutes, and they're murdering each other. Well, Cain's murdering Abel anyway. You know, I mean, the the idea that, that human beings left alone and left to their own devices will just somehow magically behave is absurd. Humanity is evil. We do evil things and we have evil tendencies and we have evil intentions. You see this all, all the time in, in a million different situations. So like I said, this idea that, that, that it's the, it's the thing, it's the gun, it's the, it's the, it's poverty, it's climate change, it's whatever that caused this person to turn to crime. Or turn to evil behaviors is absurd. The only thing that create that causes a human being to turn to its to evil to their evil ways is their own heart and the and the human condition. So that being said, back to the the thing with Trump, the the idea like so yeah, your point of blaming everything but the evil pile of crap who committed the act is 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 very well taken and very accurate. The only one to blame for this mass shooting in in New Zealand is the person who committed the act. Because I've been watching Donald Trump and following Donald Trump's career for several decades. I remember when I was a kid, when I was in high school, back in the 90s, I remember Donald Trump. He was around then. He wasn't much different of a person than he is today as far as his personality goes, his, his giant ego or any of that, not much of that has changed. Now he's taken some different positions on politics in the past that he takes now and, and things like that. But for the most part, Donald Trump's the same guy that Donald Trump has been for, for 40 years. And, and this, this idea that that Donald Trump or his rhetoric or Candace Owens and her rhetoric or any other individual, celebrity or non, have, are, are, are responsible for the actions of this genuinely psychopathic, murderous garbage is it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. The only person that we can blame for this act is the person who committed it. I don't know the guy's name. I don't care what his name is. He's evil. I've been watching all of these celebrities. I've been watching all of these these pundits and... and and influencers, or whatever they call them nowadays in, in social media. I've been watching them for decades. I have never once been inspired by Donald Trump to commit any sort of evil act. I've never once been inspired by Donald Trump to to engage in any kind of racist behavior. I've never once been inspired or emboldened by Candace Owens or, or any other, you know, Ben Shapiro... Or, or Steven Crowder or Matt Walsh or, or any of these other guys, I've never once been inspired by any of them to commit any sort of evil act or racist act against anyone. I've never sat down and watched... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in an interview with anyone. I've never sat down and listened to Anderson Cooper or Chris Matthews or Rachel Maddow or Wolf Blitzer or Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh or Shepard Smith or Tucker Carlson or any of them on the right or the left. I've never been inspired by any of them to ever commit any sort of evil act in any way, shape or form. And for anyone to suggest that anything that I say or anything that anyone else says is the reason, is, the, is the, the, the motivation or the inspiration for any sort of evil act is absolutely asinine. I don't do the things that I do because someone else told me I do them because I chose to do them. You do the things that you do because you choose to do them. We all choose to do the things that we do because we choose to do them. And to suggest that it was Trump or it was some sort of right wing whatever, or it was some sort of left wing whatever, or it was whatever, you know, motivating, you know, motivational speaker or whatever. Those people simply gave us an excuse to indulge our already sinful desires. And again, you don't have to, I don't mean this in some sort of religious context or some sort of of, of faith context or anything like that. I happen to be a Christian. I believe in what the Bible teaches. I believe that God is God and Jesus was the son of God and he died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead three days later and, and all of that. But but I'm not talking about that sort of, of, of discussion of religion or faith or morals or ethics. You don't have to believe in that sort of thing to look at history, to go back to the days of the Mongols, to go back to the days of the Germanic tribes, to go back to the days of the Roman Empire, to go back even farther into history. You don't have to go anywhere into history. Or you don't have to believe, sorry, believe in Christianity to go back into history and realize and acknowledge that human beings act in evil ways if left to their own desires. That's, that's just all there is to it. We cannot blame motivators or influencers or, or anything else for acting out in evil ways. If I engage in evil behavior, it is simply because I chose to engage in that behavior. And if I engage in that behavior because I chose to, the only thing that I can say, well, you know, but Donald Trump, he was, you know, he was out sleeping around and treating women with disrespect and, 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 you know, grabbing them by the whatever and bragging about it. And so I I figured, why not? Donald Trump can do it. I can. That's not, that's not a motivation. That's simply an excuse. That is not Donald Trump being the reason for my bad behavior. That is simply me using Donald Trump as an excuse for misbehaving in a way that I already wanted to misbehave. This, this jackwad racist garbage, just a pile of human garbage who murdered 47 or 49 or whatever people in New Zealand, murdered them because that was the desire of his heart. He simply used people like Donald Trump and and others as an excuse to justify what he already wanted to do. And furthermore, if you read this idiot nutjobs manifesto, what you will see is that he was not a right wing fascist as the moron idiotic liberal leftist media would have you believe. He was a progressive socialist, just like Bernie Sanders, just like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, just like all of the other idiots that are running for the presidency on the left. War, Elizabeth Warren and, and Amy Klobuchar and, and Beto O'Rourke and, and, I mean, pick a name. They're all a bunch of progressive socialists. And this idiot over in New Zealand was a progressive socialist. He said in his manifesto, the government that he admired most and most closely aligned with his beliefs was the People's Republic of China. He was a socialist and a communist. And to try to equate him with anything that the right believes is absurd. Ignorant and uninformed. So yes... Facebook comment Ronnie. It's good to see you by the way, Ron. It's been a long time since I've talked to you. Ronnie was the guy I went to high school with. Him and his brother Rich. Good friends of mine. Good dudes. So, um actually Ronnie was in radio long long before I ever was. Um anyway, off subject. Um You're absolutely correct. The 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 vile Garbage that is claiming that Donald Trump is the reason that this shooting took place is about the most ignorant and uninformed idea that I think I've ever heard. Because who motivated the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting? People will say that it was Islam. People will say that it was a a radical Islamist's hatred of homosexuality. That it was, you know, I mean, pick an organization, the Taliban or or Boko Haram or um, ISIS or, I mean, pick one, right? No, they were not the motivation for it. That vile piece of garbage that murdered 49 people in the Orlando Pulse or nightclub was motivated by nothing more than the hatred in his own heart. He simply used whatever religion or religious ideology as an excuse to justify the evil that he already wanted to commit, and I mean the list goes on. Just pick a shooting, it, they pick a pick a terrorist attack. It doesn't matter. You you can you can go down the list. Murder, just an individual murder. A husband murdering his wife. Whatever, whatever act or whatever thing or whatever event that that ignited the fuse that led him to commit that act. There was a guy in Colorado here a few years back or a year back. Guy in Colorado murdered his wife, caught her cheating on him, and and murdered her. As, as retaliation or, you know, in, in response to uh, pick whatever. The guy was already willing to commit evil. The triggering event may have been his wife cheating, cheating on him that led him to murder her, but that is not what caused it. He already had murder in his heart. He already had murderous desires in his heart. Because men cheat on their wives every day in this country, all across this country. And women find out about their husbands cheating on them. And wives cheat on their husbands every day in this country. And husbands find out about them being cheated on. And you know what doesn't happen? Murder. What doesn't happen is a violent rampage. The, you know and and I'm not going to downplay the the idea of mental instability and and mental illness that is absolutely without question a massive problem but mental instability coupled with with criminal and or sinful desires goes a long way to creating an individual who will deliberately commit an act of evil. It's, it's really that simple. So all of this to say, and thank you to, uh, to Ronnie on Facebook for, for, for commenting on this and, and leading me down this path, because that's the, the underlying discussion that needs to be addressed. And coming back to our discussion about the fact that there are a quarter million or approximately a quarter million uh, deaths every year because of medical error, medical malpractice, Um, the reason we don't get wound up about that, the reason we don't just rage out that nearly 1,000, whatever, 700-some people a day die because of medical malpractice and or medical error in this country, the reason that doesn't make the news every night, the reason that sort of thing doesn't... um, make the headlines is because the element of evil desire does not exist in that. The element of evil desire doesn't exist in a doctor accidentally nicking an artery or accidentally removing the wrong organ or a clamp not being secured on a, on a heart valve or whatever. And a, and a patient bleeding out on the table or a a doctor prescribing two different medicines that interact with someone in the perfect storm of an allergic reaction and drug interactions and they die or misdiagnosing a rare disease that 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 isn't an act of evil and that's why it doesn't make the news we as human beings this is to this is another thing to keep in mind we as human beings are not only or do not only i should say lean towards evil behavior but we are also fascinated by it we are also so fascinated by evil that we we turn it into entertainment we we turn it into the focus of our news and our curiosity And I had this discussion with my mom this weekend. I was down in South Dakota at my, at my mom's place for a, for a quick visit and what is so badly misunderstood in today's world, what is so badly misunderstood about evil is that as we have a tendency as human beings for evil, as we have a fascination as human beings with evil, part of it is we want to be able to see people on the news, like Anders Breivik, who killed 77 people in Norway, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who killed all those kids at Columbine High School. We want to see those people on the news. We want to see the, the evil acts of evil men on the news because if we can look at them and say that is what evil looks like and I don't look like that, then I don't have to acknowledge the propensity for evil in my own heart. And if I don't have to acknowledge evil in... In just the average regular Joe, if I can personify evil, if I can say Anders Breivik is evil, if I can say Eric Harris is evil, or Dylan Klebold is evil, or Hitler is evil, or Stalin is evil, or or Chairman Mao is evil, or, or Donald Trump is evil, if I can say that they are evil, that is the face of evil, and that face doesn't look like this face... Then I don't have to acknowledge evil in my own heart, and therefore I don't have to deal with the propensity for evil in myself. And it leads us this is where the religion part comes in. The religion part for me, I don't have to acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of a savior because I'm not evil, not like that guy. Yeah, I, I maybe lied to my wife, or I maybe stole a candy bar when I was in five year or five years old in kindergarten, or or I may have done this or disobeyed my parents, or or whatever the the thing is, right? But I'm not that guy. I'm not Hitler. I'm not the shooter in 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 New Zealand or Brazil. I'm not a terrorist. So I'm okay. So then the other thing that we do in in refusing to acknowledge evil is in in the on the opposite side of personifying it in 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 attaching it to a face the other thing we do with evil is we refuse to acknowledge evil in other people we refuse to say things like allowing a baby who died as a result or who 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 uh, who was born. After a botched abortion, allowing them to just die on the, on the delivery table and refusing to call that evil in refusing to acknowledge that, that, that mindset, that there's a baby that's been born alive and we're not going to offer it the assistance it needs to refuse to acknowledge that that is evil. Well, then I don't have to, again, if they're not evil, then I'm not evil right? If, if, I don't, if, if I say things like, well, you have to find your own truth, because what's true for you may not be true for me. If I can justify your behavior and say, well, that's just your opinion. That's just your political viewpoint. That's just, that's just the way you see the world. I see it differently. And if I can do that, and if I can desensitize desensitize myself to the evil that is in others, then I can desensitize myself to the evil that is in me. I refuse to condemn you. I refuse to point out the evil in your life, because then I don't have to point out the evil in my own life. Look, I don't have a problem pointing out the evil in people like Anders Breivik and this idiot in, in... New Zealand and Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold and and I mean the list goes on and on in Hitler. I, I I don't have a problem acknowledging the evil in any of them because I recognize and acknowledge that there is evil in my own heart. Now I try every day to overcome that evil. I I pray to my God and my Savior to give me strength to stand in the face of that temptation and not engage in evil behavior. I spend a, a, a an amount of time in my own life in doing my best to overcome the temptation through the help of, as I've said, my God and my Savior to to defeat the evil that creeps into my heart to defeat the temptation that that I, I face every day. But that doesn't make me less guilty. That doesn't make me any more religious or holy or perfect or righteous than anyone else. It simply simply makes me, aware, if that's even a fair analogy or or a fair assessment, I should say. I am evil and there is evil in my heart. Acknowledging that doesn't make it okay, but hopefully acknowledging it helps me fight it off. And defeat it. And and I hope if if nothing else is learned today from the Schmidt Show podcast, as beyond the statistics of mass shootings outside the United States, beyond the statistics of, of gun violence and 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 beyond the statistics of medical malpractice and all of that sort of thing. I hope that if anything is learned what is learned is that we as human beings are evil and until we acknowledge that evil and acknowledge that the evil is in us as much as it is in other people we will never be able to defeat evil we have to as 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 a as humans as the entire species of humans, we have to be willing. We, we absolutely have to be willing to acknowledge that the evil is in us or the evil will defeat us. <sighs> um, I... I, I got a little more religious I guess than I that I wanted to with today's podcast but I think this is an important message that we all need to hear and it's in a message even that that I need to hear that I am not perfect far from it But we've got to start somewhere, and I think where we start as humanity, where we start as people, is acknowledging evil, pointing that evil out, and and recognizing that there has to be a right and a wrong. There must be a standard by which we live. And if there is no standard and anything goes, then <laughs> that's exactly where we're going to end up. We will live in a world where there is no standard and anything goes. And if, if any of us are honest, if any of us... For even a moment are honest, then we have to acknowledge that we do not want to live in a world where there is No standard. Right? Nobody wants to live where anything goes. Because if anything goes, well then, who's to say that evil, even if it doesn't defeat me, won't destroy me? I'm Brad Schmidt. This has been the Schmidt Show Podcast. We'll see you next week.